You're listening to The Driven, the podcast that gives you the news and the views, the ins and the outs on electric vehicles. The Driven is presented by Giles Parkinson, the editor of Renew Economy and The Driven websites, and is brought to you by Jet Charge, Australia's leading experts in EV charging. Operating nationwide, Jet Charge helps maximise the use of renewable energy and is paving the way for our electric future. Hello and welcome to this latest episode of The Driven Podcast. My name is Giles Parkinson. I'm the founder and editor of The Driven. And today we are talking Kia and specifically its EV6, its electric SUV that has just been formally released in Australia. The EV6 is an interesting development. It's the first EV produced by Kia on a dedicated electric drivetrain. It's the same one as its sister company, Hyundai, which has just released its Ioniq 5. And it represents a major push by the legacy car makers into producing what are really quite good quality EVs, and particularly SUVs. We're thinking sort of Volvo and Polestar, Hyundai, Kia, and others. The Driven was invited along with other media or car specialists to drive to test drive the EV6 just recently in the Brindabella Ranges west of Canberra, and we got to drive around in it for most of the day and have a good look at the car. It's really a quite interesting car. It's got great handling. It handles the turns and the corners very well. There's three different variants. One of the really interesting parts of it, like the Ionic 5, is that it has vehicle-to-grid capabilities. Now, we stopped off halfway mark to have a cup of coffee from a coffee cart, which was powered by one of these EV6s. And you can use these cars to power your laptops with a plug that's inside, or you could power your appliances, your power tools, take it camping, or even power your house for a week if you like the appliances in your house if there is a blackout anyway we've done our review it's published on the driven uh, already um, there's also an audio file that we will also publish which gives our drive impressions but what i'd like to present to you today is an interview that we did with damien meredith he's the ceo of kia australia and we talked to him about kia's plans for evs and his predictions for the transition of the car market to electric. Here is Damien Meredith, the General Manager of Kia Australia. Damien Meredith, um, thank you very much for joining the Driven Podcast. Nice to be here. The EV6 is a bit of a landmark event for Kia, isn't it? It's your first electric car on a dedicated platform. Um, What's the big picture here? Big picture? That's a great question. Look, I I think... um We've been very fortunate with uh, the great product that's come to the Kia brand over the last decade. And uh, I think that uh, uh, Stinger helped drive the brand uh, to a higher level. But I think the torch has been handed over to EV6 and I think EV6 is uh, going to uh, drive us even higher. Uh, I really have a great uh, belief in, in EV6 being uh, the new uh, lighthouse for for the Kia brand. Why is that? Well, it's uh, the the look of the car is incredible. Um, As you said, it's on that specific uh, uh, electric uh, platform and uh, it's it's a very strong statement from, from Kia about where our future is. 
we've had a, a very enjoyable uh, test um, ride um, that you've set up for the media over a couple of days down in Canberra and, 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 and it's a fantastic car. It's the first sort of dedicated platform, there's just no doubt about it. It's, um, it's, it's, it's really quite impressive. Um, the customers have left it at it too. You've had uh, you've been overwhelmed with expressions of interest and orders more yeah. than what you can satisfy. So the expression of interest have been incredibly high, over twenty thousand now, or well over twenty thousand. Uh, comparing that to Stinger, when Stinger hit the market, uh, that's double. Well, um, and so this is the this is the most res response the that you've got. Most for any response launch. for any vehicle we've ever 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 launched in Australia. Mm. So, uh, Why is that, do you think? Well, I think it's got a lot to do with what I just said before, that it's making a, a, a very strong statement about, mm. uh, about the future, mm. about the environment. Mm. And uh, I think that uh, uh, the vehicle leaves a, a strong impression on not only potential uh, customers, but the general market. So I think we're very fortunate to be in that situation. You had 25,000 expressions of interest. Um, I think you've got more than 1,500 um, firm orders, we have. but you're only able to actually satisfy around 500 a year at the moment. Now, yep. why is that? It's basically uh, uh, a global situation. Uh, they make X amount of thousand of uh, EV6s and Australia is that 3% of, uh, of output, global output. Uh, we get our fair share. Uh, yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Uh, I wish we could get more, but uh, the variables are against us in regards to legislation and uh, uh, what our what our what our output is. So we uh, have to live with uh, that 500 in the first year. We will always be trying to get more, but uh, at this point in time, the business plan is 500 for 2022. And um, some of those people might have to wait until 20, another three years because you might not get an increase in allocation. Well, uh, years. we may not, but then again, we may. Yeah. Uh, it, it just depends on, on, on production output. So, you know, we, we're always confident, but uh, people that uh, uh, may have ordered uh, 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 EV6 Air, uh, I don't think they'd would have to wait for that long. The people that have, uh, have ordered a GT line EV6 would probably have to wait a little bit longer. Mm. And obviously uh, the, uh, the top of the line go fast uh, EV6, which will be launched early next year. Uh, we are holding quite a, quite a lot of orders for that, for that vehicle. Um, We'll just have to see what uh, what the numbers are for 2023. So tell us how that vehicle differs from the th the three variants on offer. Because at the moment you've got the you've got the air, which is just basically the basic yep. model. Yep. Um, they've all got the same size batteries. Um, you go up to a GT rear wheel drive, which has um, uh, some features yep. that um, the air doesn't have. Sort of better upholstery, better electrics, control of the seatings, um, other things. And then you jump into your dual motor which has greater acceleration because yep. it's got greater torque and greater more, power, more power um, yeah. and um, that's down to five seconds and it really is a very fun vehicle to drive. So what, what's, what's the next step, what's, what's the new one that happens after in the new year? Well that's, uh, the output is uh, even even better. So uh, So what are we talking about? Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head exactly what the figures are, but yeah. uh, 
uh, it's certainly a vehicle for uh, for the ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what about the pricing? I mean, the pricing is sixty-seven thousand dollars from the air, up to about eighty-two thousand yeah. dollars for um, the um, the dual motor. It's still a fair whack for a SUV, but there seems to be. I mean, it, 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 that seems to be the price point for electric vehicles at the moment. But there seems to be no shortage of demand. How do you how do you explain that? Because a lot of people want EVs to come down on price to sort of match you know, your other models and things like that. I mean, great question. Look, uh, a couple of ways I can take that. Mm. First way is let, let's just look at it from 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 a customer point of view. I think what's happened we, over the last couple of years with with the the world being being under COVID is that uh, economies have been a little bit more resilient than people thought they would be. Uh, it wasn't uh, uh, as uh, bad economically, and certainly mm. some people have been affected, uh, unfortunately. It hasn't been as bad in total economic terms, and people uh, have to spend their money somehow, so mm. they can't go overseas, uh, so they've got funds to get into these mm. new, exciting uh, electric vehicles that are hitting the market and mm. so I think that's the first reason and the second reason is that uh, um, I think the people that are that are buying those cars uh, can afford them mm. that's the first thing because economically things have been okay uh, it would have been far better from my point of view if the governments had have put money into supported private enterprise in infrastructure rather than giving rebates on cars that are Seventy thousand dollars, bringing those cars down to sixty-five thousand dollars, because I think those people can afford those cars anyway. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, money should have been spent on infrastructure. Are we starting to improve that in infrastructure? I mean, that is one of the big well, issues. Well, I think, I think, uh, uh, yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, I think that's probably where the government come from. You know, private, uh, private enterprise is, is starting to get mm. its its uh, uh, hands into it, and uh, yeah, it is improving. But yeah. uh, I think it would have been far better if government had a support of private enterprise to, to set up infrastructure. You're not the only car company which is sort of struggling to sort of have uh, um, you know sufficient cars. I mean, like no, I can think of the, you know, the, yeah. the Ionic and um, um, I think Polestar and I think Volvo and I think now even now Tesla is sort of you know sort yeah. of long wait times. Other car companies have blamed the lack of a supporting policy in Australia for the sort of the, the, the trickle charge or the you know or, or, or the delay to the deliveries. And it, it, is is that the case for Kia or is it just part of like a global supply issue? Well, two, two, well, first, mainly global global supply, and as I said before, we're getting our fair share in regards mm. to percentage output. But it would be better for us to put a case to Korea if we had stronger legislation in place regarding EV usage. And what would that require? Would that be, um, you, you talked about you don't really want to see rebates necessarily, you prefer to see more infrastructure. Would it be yep. emission controls and Well, emission like controls are probably the big thing that Western Europe have gone into, yeah. so I would probably say we, we should have followed that situation. Yeah, okay. And, and what's the sort of the overall sort of um, goal for Kia as a sort of a global brand? I mean, how quickly do they see the change, in, um, the change to electrification? Some big car companies have said we're not going to be making any more fuel, uh, sort of petrol or diesel cars after 2030 or 2035. Yeah. Where does Kia sit? Kia's taken, a, taken a, uh, a bit of an island hopping situation with that, looking at it from major areas. Western Europe, uh, I think by 2035, will mm. be all electric. 
then your major markets of uh, uh, domestic and North America, that'll be by 2040, and then uh, the other countries, Australia, a little bit later than that. A little bit later than that, that sounds a bit depressing. Well, it, it, it's, it, it's, I sort of understand that. They're probably looking at, at what Australia has done in regards to legislation and what the, uh, what the mix of sales is. Uh, mm. We do like our big uh, uh, light commercial range uh, pickups to be uh, powered by diesel, don't we? So yeah. I think they, under, they, they understand that and uh, look at that. And, I, and look, I, I think it would be very difficult for, for the Australian consumer to change quickly. Mm. Mm. It will change and I really believe that uh, EVs will be at 50% by the end of this decade. But there's still that means there's still 500,000 cars that aren't electric, right? At least, okay. and that'll yeah. have a momentum of its own yeah. and keep going for keep a while. Going for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And what do you like most about the EV6? Uh, the thing I like most about the EV6 is three things. One's it, it's uh, it, it's environmentally good. Uh, it's quick, and it's quiet. <laughs> It's also got vehicle to load. Now, why is that such an attraction to people? I mean, it's, it's, it's a fascinating thing to do. I mean, you can sort of plug in your laptop in the back. You can sort of plug power the appliances. The lights go out. I believe home. you can even power a cappuccino machine. Well, I think we saw that earlier on today. Actually, it's fantastic. So uh, I hope that was a real thing. <laughs> yeah, that was a real thing. Um, look, I, I, I think uh, the demands of 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 the the consumer are changing dramatically, mm -hmm. and uh, people want it then and now, and I think that's what's occurred with uh, with uh, with uh, specification and design of vehicles, mm. mobility, and uh, I think that's going to continue. Yeah. Is there any sort of demographics that you can talk about, and the people who have actually put in orders or expressions of interest for your car? I mean, are they sort of the older people who've already got a lot of money? Are they younger? It's a people? great question. Um, it's 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 it is it is full spectrum at yeah. this point in time. Yeah. What's been happening, and I can I can give you two examples that uh, uh, I know of a uh, a, a, a lady who uh, it's the it's the example I used upstairs bought a EV6 uh, Air EV6 Air uh, could be fulfilled by the by the dealer if she changed the colour she was quite happy to change the colour business mm -hmm. done. She'll have that car within a month, mm. so that's fantastic. Uh, on the other side of the thing, because you've always got to be balanced, uh, uh, I got a, a note from a young guy who's a uh, 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 mid-30s type, uh, uh, you know, successful independent business person, started his own car, startup company, etc. wants to know why he can't get here straight away, and I just wrote mm. back to him and said, look, unfortunately, this is the situation. Mm told him, got 500, mm. tried to explain the situation to sort of understood, but uh, is very, goes back to what I said before, wants it now, mm. and he can't understand why he can't have it now. Yeah, no. so, so you've got that full spectrum and, and, and different drivers from, uh, from, from yeah. different people. Maybe if he, he wanted a... Uh, EV6 Air, he, he could probably get one, you know? But he, but was, he, 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 wants, he, he wants the, uh, the, the quick one. Was it, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And um, how, many, how many EV6 could you sell if you had enough cars? Look, I think that probably if we, uh, if we could get 5,000 a year, we could sell 5,000 a year. Well, 
Yeah, I think we can just add a note to what we're what we've got at the moment and uh, do that. So I, I think probably you know uh, well, you know five hundred a month would, wouldn't be out of the car park. And your, your, your company that sells about 70,000 or something, a little 72, bit over 72,000 next year. So that this would, year. This yeah. year. So yeah. that would actually be a sizable chunk of your Well, that's it. So, yeah, that, yes. that would be an extra 4,500 already, wouldn't it? So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What follows the EV6 then? Because we've had a, I think we've had a bit of an image of the EV9, EV9. Yep. which is a bigger SUV. Yep. If I, 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 yep. I mean, even with such concepts of having like rotating yeah. seats and things like that. Look, I mean, we, we, we've got a lot coming. I, I, I can't uh, divulge too much in regards to when and where, but uh, our global CEO, Mr Song, has made it clear that we'll have seven new uh, EVs within the next uh, five years. We are part of that plan, part of Plan S, as, as uh, headquarters calls it. So uh, it's exciting times that uh, getting all those vehicles off that specific platform mm. uh, is uh, going to be exciting. And it will fulfil a lot of those segments. If you go back sort of five or ten years, I was talking to one of your colleagues over, over lunch, and I think um, you started to, together at Honda 40 years ago. Um, could you imagine <laughs> that? <laughs> you may know I wonder, that. wonder who that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, did he say on the same day? Well, you actually did start. Yeah, on you the did same actually. Day, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and um, um, I don't know whether that's true or not. But that's um, true. Yeah, even going back five or ten years, can you imagine that this switch to electric vehicles would have been happening now? Not in my wildest dreams. No, no. Yeah, not in my wildest dreams that I think that this would happen so quickly as yeah. what, what's what's occurred. And what's and what's been the cause of this rapid transition? Is it the technology? Is it the sort of the 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 the, the speed and the comfort of the cars? Is it um, or is it environmental factors? Or I, I think I think it's a combination of, of, of a lot of things, but I think the main the main drive was that uh, globally the the industry woke up to the fact that we have to do something mm. for the environment, and that was pressure I believe from from people, yep. uh, from individuals, from groups, uh, and uh, I think the response by by the industry globally has been pretty good. Mm. Yeah. How hard is it going to be for some customers to give up their petrol and diesel cars? Because some of them are very attached to them. <laughs> Look, it's going to be difficult, but I think that you can, you know, we can draw a line with uh, with, with generations in regards to that. Um, so I think that uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, well, certainly in the midterm, EVs are going to be the winner. Yeah, uh, I, I can't see uh, uh, internal combustion engines. Uh, making a, a, a last stand or anything like that. I think that the, the technology and the wish in regards to the environment uh, is going to win out easily. Yeah. So EVs, here we come. And when are you going electric for your own car? Uh, I'm actually driving a, uh, an EV at the moment. I'm driving an EV6 uh, Air at the moment, which is more than good for us. I am looking forward to uh, the new Nero, though. I think that'll be the, the perfect size for me. Okay. Well, Dan, thank you very much for joining the Dripping Podcast. Absolute pleasure. And that was Damien Meredith, the General Manager of Kia Australia. Please do look out for our review of the Kia EV6 on the Driven. And for all our other stories in a very exciting, fast-moving electric vehicle space in Australia. And we look forward to returning very soon with another Driven Fop podcast. Thanks once again to our sponsors, Jet Charge. Bye for now.
The Driven Podcast was brought to you by JetCharge, Australia's leading experts in EV charging. Operating nationwide, JetCharge helps businesses and drivers find cost-effective ways to charge their EVs. From home chargers to vehicle-to-grid integration to the largest EV charging projects in the country, JetCharge are paving the way for our electric future.